hey dude can you uh can you podcast for me and then also wait much a long time for me to get my crap together and then also change everything you're doing appreciate it <laughs> thanks <Mark. laughs> it's all good Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the uh, Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we are basically covering uh, the South Open and co-ed uh, tournament that took place uh, this past weekend. So this is part two of episode 10. And joining me today is uh, Vaughn, Joseph, and Sergio. Guys, thank you for so much for hopping on. Why don't we just go ahead and just make do with the introductions, starting with you, Vaughn. I'm Vaughn Kelly. I play for Outsiders. Okay. And how about you, Joseph? Uh, Joseph Kinkarini, and I'm playing with uh, Wrecking Balls. Awesome. Obviously, you guys are no strangers to the uh, to the South uh, panels, so thank you so much for all the work and time you put in last year. It's been amazing getting to know you guys um, and the teams, but uh, I guess we can say we have a special guest or maybe an exception to the role today, and that's uh, Sergio. Sergio, go ahead and reintroduce yourself, man. Hello. Uh, my name is Sergio, and I'm the captain of Southern Revolver. And uh, real quick, uh, Sergio. So, Southern Revolver is that your that's your elite team, right? You're not playing uh, on the, in the West to, uh, this year today. Um, yeah, that's correct. I'm solely committed to the South this year. Okay, cool. So you're pretty much like an honorary South member. Is that fair to say, uh, Joseph and Vaughn? Have you accepted him yet? <laughs> he's been here for a little, a couple of times, different tournaments and stuff. So yeah, I'd say he's honorary. Yeah, he's been down here for several tournaments, whether that's our sand tournament we put on or some other stuff. And so he knows, I think, most of the people down here as it is. So That's fair. Okay. Sounds like you got their endorsement, Sergio. Good job, man. Always the <laughs> ambassador Thanks. of dodgeball. Um, all right, well, I definitely want to talk about Southern Revolver, um, but just right out the gates, let's talk about some of the, the bigger differences that took place, um, you know, this, this round versus, uh, you know, round three. Um, and starting with Yvonne, I, I guess just on a high level perspective, what, what did you, what would you say your biggest takeaway is in terms of how the teams looked, how the players looked, how the South looks versus, uh, last year? I'd say the South as a whole looks up. There's some new teams, um, mostly cons- comprising of existing players that came from Rage or Carbon or some of the other teams that broke up that. Uh, form new teams. So it's a lot of new teams, but not necessarily a lot of new faces. Uh, we did have some uh, people traveling from out of region, um, which was kind of a nice to see just different faces, um, different experience, stuff like that. But the existing teams too um, were a lot better um, than they were in round three last year. So people have been putting in the work in the off season and, and it's showing and hopefully we're still bringing the South up to um, a, a, a next level. Awesome. And uh, so I was reading the uh, the recap that was put on. Uh, Tyler, if you're listening, thank you so much for getting on these, man. These make, I want to these make or break uh, a good recap. So I appreciate it. But um, hashtag South sucks. So was that, was that a rallying cry that you guys were saying? Not, I mean, not, not you personally, but like, was that South? Did that come out of the South? Yeah, I don't remember exactly how it started. It started in our captain's chat. Um, I don't remember what brought it up, but everyone kind of, not really me. I was kind of against it. I thought it was kind of a weird self-deprecating thing to do, but um, a lot of people kind of jumped on board with the South sucks and just kind of making a a joke uh, out of it and out of ourselves. And 
and just using it to kind of uh, motivate people to to show that the South can improve and that we can take out some of the teams from the other regions. So it was definitely something that kind of came from us um, in the South. And it's, you know, certain certain people use it, certain, some people don't, but just. But it's meant to be like, not, not completely self-defeating, um, but just kind of motivation to get better. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Alrighty. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely sounds like um, you guys can maybe move into another hashtag. Uh, just just based off what I saw watching you guys play nationals, and just again the progression and evolution of you guys competitively. And um, how about you, Joseph? Would you say would you kind of echo the same in terms of biggest differences? New teams, obviously, more regional players or, or outside regional players showing interest, and just overall improvements. Um, how would you kind of gauge the, the biggest differences? Um, I think just for me, the, the biggest difference for me and maybe um, some people on my team was just the, um, a lot of the outside players coming in, like from the West East and a few from the North. Um, they've been, a lot of them been playing a lot longer than us. So, um, their, um, perspective on the rules or how to handle certain situations was a little different. Um, we have a lot of, there's a lot of growing, um, what is it? Um, still learning curve. We have some of the newer teams we have in the South or, still getting used to the rules. I mean, I mean, they can take and pass the test, but being able to really um, understand and visually see things happening. And um, uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a, a slow turn. There was also uh, just a couple of situations like uh, that came up just during some of the play. Like I know there was one with, uh, uh, with uh, Sergio's team where there was a question of certain things that had happened, but it was, it, it's like a learning curve. So, and I, I know some of them were, getting used to the way things are kind of done here and then we're getting used to them, but it wasn't like a bad thing. It was, it was actually, it was a lot of fun having them there. It actually brings everybody's experience level up. Um, the play level was up um, from last year. And you could tell the teams that really put the work in on the off season versus the teams that probably hadn't touched the ball since nationals. Cause there was a handful of people that I was talking to. Oh, I haven't done anything since nationals. I'm like, really? Hmm. Um, and you could tell. Uh, so there, there was, it was definitely different. Um, the mix of teams that came back and the teams that dropped off, uh, it's, it's something that kind of happens. Um, but other than that, it was, it was a great tournament and we had a lot of fun. So awesome. I don't know if that got everything you needed, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. And, um, I wanted to kind of touch back on, the outsiders. So you guys, you guys took fourth in, in overall nationally, right? Is that correct, Mon? Uh, in so open, I think we were seventh, and we were fifth in co-diagnosing. Okay. Yeah, I might have to, have to revisit that, but I mean that's that's a pretty I want to say loud entrance, but that's um, definitely establishing yourselves um, as a as a pretty solid region, especially when you look at some of the. Um, the rosters for like Team USA and, and um, Showdown and, and just um, definitely making your, your guys' names known and then to kind of piggyback off what Joseph was saying, just it's cool to see more players or hear rather more players are like saying, oh, I practice all the time versus, oh, I haven't played since Nationals and just kind of seeing that evolve. And um, sort of your, your perspective is probably going to be different, but... Um, I guess what what would you say you've you've noticed um, for round one just uh, just overall from from your experience well, with the South? 
Well, I will say um, I watched like a lot of South videos, like I want to say close to 20 hours worth of videos between Frenchie's YouTube page and various other team pages. Um, I will say that the South, some of the teams were a little more aggressive as far as play style, which is great. Um, I didn't see a lot of teams sitting back, uh, but otherwise, yeah, it, you could see that what I saw like in, in tape leading up to it versus what I actually witnessed, there was definitely an increase in play level. Nice. And kind of a weird question, Joe, so I'm going to throw your way just because you mentioned, um, understanding the rules a little bit, maybe, maybe a little bit more, um, Kind of what Serge said about the South playing more aggressively. Do you think that might have been because rules are being um, comprehended better, or do you think it's just okay? We've we've seen this before. We've we've uh, we've had several regional tournaments now. We just we understand what's going on. We can be we can play our style, or or what would you attribute to that? Um, I mean, I don't. Know. I mean, um, I know I, I've heard people say like my team's probably one of the one of the more aggressive ones and can kind of be. Um, a little wild sometimes um but like with ascension they're they're actually pretty aggressive as well they're very um you know um, i don't i don't know if that's if that's got anything to do with understanding the rules any better or not but um i think it's just something here we're just aggressive i don't know if there's any rhyme reason for that i mean i would even say some of the guys on outsiders i would say can not like they're gonna get in your face or anything but when you know, when they can want to go after you or attack you or anything like that, like, you know, it's like, oh, wow. So um, I'm going to, it's just something that's here. Um, that's just how we, our play style is here. Everybody plays a little aggressive. Um, most of the teams, uh, I mean, we get to play with outsiders in practice and then there's uh, Lone Star shows up and other various members from different teams. Uh, some of the players from uh, Sergio's team come in. So, I mean, uh, some of that's going to kind of rub off on everybody uh, in one way or another. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if that's got anything to do with the rules as far as um, the aggressive play style or anything like that. I, I think that's. I hope that's answering what you're wanting to kind of get I, at there. I think more so than the rules. I think a lot of it is the teams that have been together for a couple of years or or so mm -hmm. are just getting more used to playing with each other and yeah. um, getting used to the individual play styles and being able to read what one team member is going to do. Um, rather than the new teams who haven't necessarily had that experience together. Yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense too. There's a lot to be said about um, consistency amongst the teams and, and just understanding how each other plays. And um, I mean, if you, if you listen to previous episodes with like Payan and, and Fullerton and, and all those uh, guys that have been around for a while, they, they really harp on how important it is for teams to stick together and, and how much of a difference that can make in terms of... Um, just playing overall uh, better. Um, definitely want to dive into the teams, but just because I'll never forget this team name, Dodgetronic Supersonic. I noticed that was a difference. So they're, they're no more. And Sergio, you're saying they're a continuum now? Uh, yes. I found out the day of, because um, I actually thought they weren't going to show up, but it was just pretty much a rebranded uh, Dodgetronic. Gotcha. Um, and this can go to any of you guys, Joseph uh, or Vaughn. Uh, what other teams rebranded? Because um, I'm, I'm trying to... Was Outlaws part of Anthony Miller's team? Like, he's he's on Wrecking Balls now, but what team did he come from? He came from Outlaws. Um, really, the only other rebranded team 
was Ascension, who was Stingers last year. Everyone else, I think, is either playing under the same name or has formed a new team entirely. Gotcha. So okay, so Outlaws uh, looks like they they disbanded. They're they're no more. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're no more. Um, in fact, I think it's just Corey and um, Anthony. Okay. That are that are even playing from that team. Harper, um, I don't know where Harper's at. Uh, George. Uh, isn't playing this year. Um, Josh Foster stepped out, I guess, a year before that. I'm trying to remember everybody else that was on that team. Um, Andrew stopped playing. I picked up Matt. Yeah, yeah. Matt okay, plays Matt on our there. Gotcha. And um, I don't know if I'm the only one that would have this elephant in the room, but uh, Adrenaline Rush, are they are they done? Like, is that safe to say? Or? As far as I there know. With, uh, a different team, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, they're done. There was a rumor going around that they were going to come back for round one. Right. Um, I don't know where that came from. Um, I never heard anything from any of their players or anything like that. I know Justin Carroll came to one practice, but that was it. He never showed up after that um, that I know of. And then Matt D was there with St. Louis Storm, and he didn't say anything. So, Gotcha. Yeah, maybe it's time to, to move on and That'd be that. It'd be one of those uh, teams like you know Team Evil, where you they're in the past and they're kind of gonna gonna stay there. Um, well, cool. Like I said, definitely going to more of the teams, but we can do that as we get into like the brackets and and reviewing some of the notes that uh, you guys put together. But um, just pretty much because I've been asking everybody, what um, how do people react to single elimination? Starting with Yvonne, like just what was your what, what was your take on it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Um, what were your thoughts on it overall? Now that's come and gone. I liked it. I thought it was great. It was fun. Um, it gave teams, um, I don't know if incentive is the right word, but we'll just use it. It gave teams more incentive to kind of play harder. Sorry, the baby's crying a little bit. Hey, congrats <laughs> um, on that, by the way. Thank you. Um, so you didn't see guys kind of coasting as much, uh, especially in round robin. Um, it made the seating a lot more important. So um, the only drawback that I saw was being a best of seven. It seemed like we uh, sat a lot more between games because it, it just took longer to get through games rather than uh, the two out of three. But other than that, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it, and I didn't hear any complaints from anyone else. So it seems like it was a, a hit all around. Nice. And, yeah, I think uh, there, there was so much time going on that uh, the women's division was able to bust out with, like, a foam in the meantime while they are waiting. So, um was it kind of a weird question? Was it round one last year that was, um, I think, had like a really, really huge time delay? Or like some kind of logistical issue? It was, I think it was round two. Round two uh, yeah, yeah we ran out of time during co-ed and they had to shorten uh, the end of bracket play to best of one for, I think, three games. Gotcha. And obviously, I mean, you always had a successful round three, and then with round run, implementing single elimination that you guys didn't run into any time constraints at all, just more time see, uh, on the bench. Yeah, uh, time-wise, overall, we we finished. Everything seemed to have run smoothly. We made we made good time on everything. It was just kind of sitting between individual matches while other people were playing. But I don't think we lost any time overall going to uh, single elimination. It was just that. Maybe it was our team was we finished all of our games fairly quickly, so that probably 
didn't help. Sorry, we're just so efficient at winning. We just we just bought more time for ourselves to to chill. <laughs> just kidding, man. Um, did you get more like motivation time or or not motivation meditation time or is that what you do like before the games? <coughs> yeah, that's before the games. But I actually didn't get to do it this time. We um, on the way to the gym, we had to stop. Uh, we stopped for waters, and I had forgotten my knee pads, actually, so I had to get more knee pads. So I, I showed up later than I usually do to the gym, so I didn't have time for my meditation this time around. I just had to <laughs> warm up and get going. Gotcha. Well, I mean, didn't seem to affect you too much, and we'll definitely talk about that as we go. But um, how about you, Joseph? What were your thoughts on single elimination? Did you like it, hate it, comments on that? I liked it personally because um, sometimes, especially coming into the um, elimination rounds in the past, we've um, especially we we wind up sitting a lot for whatever reason um, in the previous um, rounds or the um, previous years. We, we've always seemed to sat a lot, um, especially coming from um, you know round robin. You sit to get the the bracket you know kind of going, and then you know we either have a by the first round or replay the first round so and then we would sit for whatever reason um this one i kind of liked because usually what happened what i'm saying is when we sit we end up taking a loss sometimes so it's kind of like we end up kind of burning ourselves and then we have to kind of fight our way through the, the loser bracket um this actually gave us an opportunity to stay in it and actually get warm get hot get rolling with it um uh it's, it's like Vaughn said there, there's an opportunity to come back so, I mean, I liked it. I think the team kind of liked it. Um, it was definitely a different factor, but I don't feel like I'm, I feel like I played a lot more dodgeball than I ever normally play. Yeah, it's, uh, so. again, you probably set your watch to what I'm going to say at this point. But again, my first um, foray into single elimination was uh, Dodgeball Tribune. And I thought immediately when it was announced we we're going to do singles, like, well, that's, that's a lot of dodgeball loss. But I feel like that was not the case. I feel like we got to play more. As a matter of fact, and kind of like you said, like even if we were cold, you know, the first first game or two, we still had that chance to come back and and uh, kind of get into our, our rhythm before we, you know, unfortunately suffered like a like a two and two and out by um, by getting caught flat footed. Um, how about you, Sergio? What were your thoughts on uh, single? At first, I thought I was going to hate it, but. I don't know. It's just because I don't know if it's because of how mentally I just go into every game or what. But for a tournament, it did make everything go by faster. But for me, it felt like I don't like it. I don't hate it. I played every game the same way. Gotcha. And did you um, have you have you played in a in a single elimination tournament pre prior to uh, this one? Uh, other than the, like some charity tournaments out here in LA um, that have single elimination, uh, never in like a competitive setting. Gotcha. And that's why I asked that team is just because um, it used to be like single elimination was like such a was like a bad word. Like it, it would just be like, oh yeah, this is the true sign of a organization that does not know what they're doing because it's just such a uh, such a loss of time. But um, it seems overall, I mean, I don't think throughout all these recaps, the single panelist has expressed um, disinterest or, or did not like this. So um, kudos to the board for making that decision and, and moving forward with it. And it'll be interesting to see how it goes uh, for rounds two through three. Um, if I can um, second something on um, what Vaughn said uh, about the seating portion, that actually, um, it feels like it's a lot more important 
now because if um I, I know of outsiders, I think you guys only maybe lost one game in a round robin or something or one match in a round robin, but for everybody else that's it's like you you can kind of pay like pay attention and like, okay, who won how many games or matches, who did this, who did that. So it's like, you know, you're gonna wind up in a different bracket, you know, because I'm I'm actually watching dodgeball footage from this weekend because I'm trying to get the stats done and I'm sitting there like one of the games we should have won. Um put us you know basically where we had to play st louis and then outsiders right after that but if we had won this match um we probably wouldn't have had no gone out against the outsiders right away so it's 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 definitely you can not necessarily manipulate it but you can definitely pay attention a little bit more so um definitely a little bit more important with the seating compared to having a double limb where you can just or you can lose a match and then fight your way back for sure yeah and echoing kind of what some of the other uh, recaps have said like I think it does help show you know who the better team is over a best of seven you won't have like a fluky thing happen where someone loses two games in a row and then they're sent down and have to fight their way back or whatever you know anything can happen kind of in a best of three you can have a double out or a triple out and then your team's kind of screwed and then you have to fight your way back or you're eliminated if you're already in the losers bracket and this way it kind of ensures that over a longer set of time like the better team is going to win so yeah i mean you can only was it lightning lightning only strikes once type of thing or it's like you can only get so lucky yeah sure maybe you caught a crazy triple out or double catch or maybe the refs blew a really bad call and uh, a lot of teams will attribute whatever you know bs to losing that two v uh, that two out of three but you know if you beat a team four times uh even if the score does go back and forth it clearly shows who uh, who deserved that win and uh, I think that's what I like the most is, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, you get it if you get caught flat-footed, um, you can compose your team, you can get yourself um, squared away, and and come out on top. There's still time, and and room for the, for that to happen. Um, let's go ahead and go into more about the team. So we kind of kind of covered Ascension just briefly. So. Um, so they were initially the Stingers, and that was uh, UDC specific team or did they kind of play they, they, they play ap five as well it was uh a couple of udc teams uh that kind of merged they i don't think they pl- ever played udc as stingers but uh, most of the guys came from toon squad which i think everyone is pretty familiar with they've been around for a while okay and as far as um I don't think I want to call anybody out, but are there any big names that um, we should know about? So, like, I'm looking at your notes, uh, Sergio, and you're saying, so Matt Giovinco, was he initially on this team? Uh, I believe he was only on that team for round one, and I do know that he lives right by a majority of the players in Tampa. So he sort of serves as, like, their pseudo-coach when it comes to their scrimmages. Okay. And I do know that uh, Kim was in round one, but has later joined Outsiders. Yeah, definitely yeah, not you're talking about like for last season, though, right? Yeah, yeah, last season. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, um, Ascension came out actually really strong this season. They were they were really strong last season, um, but this year they're even better. Uh, Trey Fatzinger, in particular, was killing people. Uh, during the tournament, he was every time I turned around, he was just taking out multiple guys in the game. 
he uh, didn't play as well last year because he, he had a he was recovering from a torn ACL. I think it was. He had a pretty yeah. big injury, so he wasn't able to throw as hard and wasn't able to move as much. But it seems like he's uh, fully recovered and he was just killing it out there for for Ascension. Nice. Yeah, I was looking at some of the the key players for this uh, article, and Trey uh, Fassinger was one of them, and then Devin Parham. Uh, and this can go to, to anybody, uh, Joseph Vaughn. Uh, if you guys, did you have any chance to check out what he was uh, capable of or what he brought to the table last uh, was past weekend? Yeah, this is the first time I've seen him. He didn't play with them at all last year, but uh, he played right corner for them, and he was—I mean, he was agile. He was a great dodger. He, I, he was really difficult to get out. Um, he was usually the last guy in whenever I whenever I was watching them. Uh, yeah, he was great for them. But he's a new guy, at least as far as the elite goes. But he seems to have kind of found his spot in that team. I think he's used to playing with those guys outside of elite. So it was really easy for him to mesh in with the, the rest of them. Nice. Pretty smooth transition. Um, um, okay. I was going to say, I was going to say that, yeah, it, it, just for my reference, I remember him just being very hard to get out. It, it wasn't an easy, I mean, for a lot of teams, just to, he was like, he was usually the last one in, but it was, it was, he's a very good dodger. Awesome. Um, Sergio, I'm looking at your, um, your description of, of Ascension and you kind of described, uh, Patrick as a uh, versatile threat. Um, how would you, uh, how would you kind of assess, like, can you elaborate more on your assessment of him from what you saw this weekend? From what I saw, um, he was doing a lot of like the play calling. <clears throat> And a lot of like the clutch plays outside of uh, Parham being like the sole survivor in nearly every game, including our own. He was pretty much the glue that held everything together, uh, from what I can tell. Nice. So taking him out meant that you can at least demoralize them for a standpoint. You just have to execute from there. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it looks like this team, I mean, they put in the work, they took second. So we'll definitely want to talk about your match against them in a second, Vaughn. But um, let's actually switch to your team. So. Biggest differences, I, I guess you guys lost Cody, Stidham? Yeah, so Cody went to, to Lone Star. Um, for co-ed, we had to cut our roster because of the roster limits. So Cody ended up going to play co-ed with Lone Star. Even at Nationals uh, last year, he played co-ed 8.5 with Lone Star, and then this year he just decided to go over there full-time. How he fully so, converted. Dang. Well, I mean, it, and no offense to you, Cody, but if you're listening, it didn't seem to impact you guys too much. But um, I, I'm basing this just off of the bracket and what I see. But did that change uh, your guys' style of play at all? Did you guys have to do some major shifts to uh, to cover for that? Cause, I mean, that, I would imagine that's a, that's a pretty significant loss. There wasn't anything too drastic we had to do. Um, a lot of our guys are pretty versatile in where they can play on the court. And it didn't affect us too much not like i mean like you said no offense to cody or anything he's he's a great player but we were able to just kind of keep the wheels going and and uh we didn't really have too much of a a gap there to to fill we had a, other guys we could plug in in his spot and, and just keep it rolling gotcha yeah so you had you had enough talent to pull from to rearrange as needed without really losing uh losing too much um Another question about Elijah Hashimoto. So, I mean, him making uh, Team USA and, and causing, man, I cannot think for a second 
the the hashtag that he got. Uh, maybe it'll come to me later. But what? Uh, how has his play changed at all since since uh, since nationals and and all the renown that he's acquired? Has has that has he lost any of that? Has he expanded upon it, or what was it like having him in round one with you guys? I think his confidence has gone up exponentially <laughs> since playing in the world's tournament. He's um, He's not afraid of, of doing anything. He We actually moved him over to my old spot in the left corner. We're, uh, we kind of flip-flop back and forth there, but he's been doing some playing time there. Um, just to give us a, a more of a balance, he's a lot faster than me. And with with Kim and, and Jake being on the right side, um, we wanted to kind of match that quickness on the left. So we moved him over there. Um, and we kind of flip-flop back and forth. But he's really taken to that new role really well. Um, he's been calling a lot of the plays, too. So, um, yeah, his just I think a lot of it is, is his confidence. Um, he's always had the, the talent and the skills, and now he's got the, the mental, mental part of it going. So he's, he's, he's busting out. Everyone saw it at the Worlds Tournament, and, and they're going to see it more uh, with our elite team. Nice. Was he uh, was he targeted any more or less um, because of this, or lately that you can tell, or did it kind of just see this seem the same? It definitely seemed like he was targeted a little more. Um, a lot of teams wasted a lot of balls on him, um, just trying to get him out, and he's so hard to get out that that actually, um, you know, can work out for us sometimes. But I, I would say he was definitely targeted more this go around, just trying to get his his speed out of the game. Nice. And um, I think the the hashtag was feed the beast. I think that's what it was. Um, I may be corrected, but um, and I'm also looking at the article and I think Joe Martinez uh, says he's El Nino. Is that is that like an unofficial nickname or is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know if someone else came up with that or if Joe came up with that, but it's something that we've kind of talked about amongst ourselves and, and you know, him being um, still being 17 and being the youngest player on our team, it it's kind of an apt description. Right. <laughs> that's funny. Um, somehow I, I just feel like that's suiting. Like you said, he's he's like 12 years old, so why wouldn't he have a nickname like that? And um, how is, has this impacted uh, Mike at all? Like I know just because when I interviewed, they were just constantly talking smack to each other and I, I know that that's what they do but has that elevated his game at all or does he feel like he's in a shadow or is he just I mean because he also he made um top four in showdown so how, how has that impacted him um I mean they still talk smack to each other I don't think it's impacted him too much I think that their play styles are so different um that there's really not much there's like a sibling rivalry there, but there's not a rivalry for, you know, positioning on the court or anything like that. Mikey's more suited to, to playing kind of the 8.5 style, I think, with his catching and his arm strength. Um, he's not as agile as Elijah is, um, which actually works out for him and foam and nosting and, and stuff like that where it's a little more fast-paced. But it, it's the, the sibling rivalry is definitely there, but as far as play style, I don't think it impacted him really much at all gotcha and nothing in a detrimental to the team way obviously it impacts you in a, in a in a good way and you can utilize it uh to your advantage as again illustrated by the by the brackets um let's talk about uh, wrecking balls joseph a little bit so we kind of talked about like the big change with um adding anthony miller to your lineup but um 
you kind of walk me through that? So what, what, what big shakeups did you guys go through? Um, um, well, we lost uh, Matt Clark, um, one of the, the other big guy on our team. I mean, he wanted to take uh, some time off and um, just be more time with his family and stuff like that. So um, um, he's always going to be a part of our team. We're never going to drop him or anything like that. But uh, I think he's going to be more on a local <clears throat> tournament type thing if his kids don't have any kind of tournaments or anything kind of going on. Um, we actually, for this, for round one, um, Anthony Miller wasn't there. <laughs> Uh, nor was uh, Sam Fobbs. Uh, Sam had a, a family thing come up, and he had to be home. And um, you know that's that's you know families always always going to come first. And then um, same thing with Anthony. Anthony was uh, still waiting on his uh, his uh, first baby girl to be born, so which I believe just happened yesterday. And um, oh, wow, but yeah, so he's he's been waiting. She was a couple weeks late or something like that, and. You know, he w- I was like, dude, you can't go to a tournament, and he he knew better too. So, <laughs> right. Um, no matter how much family you got around, you gotta you gotta be home. So, um, I, I know he wanted to to play, but you know he needed to be home too. So, um, but so we didn't have Anthony or Sam for this tournament. So this is the first time we just had six guys. We didn't have any extra subs, uh, anything else kind of going on because usually we carry a full roster. Um, but as far as big shakeups or anything, it was. Uh, I know as far as off season here uh, it's really just for the most part really been outsiders and wrecking balls beating up on each other for practices since last nationals to pretty recently here um that it's really i mean just a lot of practice a lot of work put in uh, so I, I don't know about any real shakeups or anything with the team um trying to improve our team anthony definitely brings some uh some different experience and some helping us out to uh, organize ourselves things like that um but I mean, I've known Anthony for several years now. We've always talked about getting him on a team together, or something along those lines. So um, that's just it. Kind of worked out this time. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, to kind of echo what we were talking about with uh, outsiders um, losing Cody. It it didn't seem like not having Anthony really impacted you guys too much. I mean, you guys were already projected to be fourth from the power rankings, and it looked like that was the case. So. I'm really curious. Yeah, to see that, how was, it plays out. <laughs> that was the case. Um, I, I'm not going to say. Um, I, I think Kim asked me if if I was you know happy with our positioning. I was a little irritated because um the amount of work we put in and um you know we don't see Ascension, we don't see um you know Lone Star. Um, Cody's been out of town like for a little while now. Like he has not been there. So it's but I can't take away Cody's. Cody's an amazing player, um, regardless. Um, they had Jalen Gardner on that team too for Lone Star as well. And Jalen's been showing up to some of the practices and he's also a, a really great player as well. Um, they have a lot of good talent. They, um, they picked up Mark Acombe on that team. So I, I was, I was, we had so many opportunities and we made a lot of mistakes with some of our gameplay and it was just, um, I was a little irritated, but yes, we, um, we did it without Anthony and Sam. Uh, as far as getting the same positioning and still putting in the work and playing hard, um, having him there would have definitely helped. I, I, I can't wait for round two because round two we should have a full roster with no problems. Uh, it's definitely going to be a little different because people tend to focus uh, a lot more on Anthony instead of uh, Raziel and uh, um, Justin. Uh, but and uh, yeah, my team they're they're <laughs> they're just something else. They they stayed out to like last call the night before so. Uh, <laughs> uh, they literally it's showed dangerous. up like five minutes before we were supposed to start playing. So I was just like, all right. And we got fourth. So, you know, that's, <laughs> I'll roll with what I can get. 
For sure. And you said Justin, that being Justin Ashby? Yes, sir. Okay. And um, not to paint a target on him, but you're, you're pretty much naming him as your best all-around player. Um, he's ready to get after it, in your own words. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you say that's that's pretty much on point still? Um, like I said, I'm going through the numbers right now for just the open play. Uh, and he's been killing it as far as numbers go, as far as hits and catches and um, – just I, I can't I can't take that away from him, but I mean my my brother Angelo, especially in the elimination round, um, he came up with some really big catches for the team. Um, just drop into the floor. I mean, he's another big guy. You don't usually see big guys fall onto their shoulders trying to you know snag balls and stuff like that. So, um, they're, they're, the the whole team's pretty well rounded right now. Um, Justin and Raziel, I'm still going to put up there as our top players, and then Anthony as well. Uh, but the rest of the team, Nick, uh, Matthew, um, um, Sam, and myself, everybody's got it. It's a team sport, so we all got something to do and something to contribute. So as long as we're doing what we're supposed to be doing as a team, we'll hopefully come out on top this next round. Nice. Very cool. Let's move on to uh, Lone Star Syndicate. Um, so the team that, that Cody left you guys for, um, and I don't know if this is more of Joseph Vaughn's or even Sergio's realm, but um, what was uh, what was it like facing off against them? What like what can you say about them and what they brought to the table? I mean, that's yeah. a, Lone, Lone Star's been here, so I mean, but I'm, I'm gonna let Vaughn take more of that. He's because he was on their team, but Lone Star's been a like a house Dallas team for a long time, as far as the people on it, with the exception of a few. But um, Vaughn can give you a lot more feedback on just them being there. Yeah, I think for Lone Star, you know, they've been around for a long time. I actually played with them for UDC last year. And they're going to be a good team. I think they're still working out some of the kinks as far as just being new to 8.5. But they picked up Corey Larson, who came from Outlaws. Uh, He's a good player. Uh, You know, obviously they have have Cody, Jalen Gardner, who, you know, regularly plays with Dynasty. He brings a lot of 8.5 experience, so he's definitely going to help them out. with them having Mark, Mark has a ton of experience. Um, and Mark's kind of a wild card. He's, you know, really hard to get out. He, he's he got some some tricks up his sleeve. And uh, he's they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think even just this first round, they kind of surprise some people. But they're just going to continue to get better, better and they're going to definitely be a, a team that um, people are going to have to pay attention to. Gotcha. And... Um... Again, up for grabs on this one. Can any of you guys tell me about Eli Moreno? Uh, I know him only through Facebook and his his awesome memes that he shares. So, can somebody <laughs> kind of break down like his style of play? Like, what's he like, and what does he bring to the uh, the syndicate? He's quick. He's got a really fast release. His nickname is Flash for a reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got he's got a real he's got a real fast release. Um, he's got a good strong arm on him. Um little bit more stationary he's not as agile as some of the other guys but he can definitely jump um he's a military guy uh, likes to fish i mean what else do you want to know I mean, he's he's pretty much overall a pretty nice guy <laughs> well i noticed when he wasn't well he's stationary when there's like five or six players on the team or on, on yeah the but if you take out a, a majority of the team he operates with more space so you see a little more of that's true movements. gotcha and uh, Corey Larson, that's another name I recognize, but um, can you guys kind of break down just uh, your, your Corey take on Corey was on um, A-Rush 
a long time ago. That's why I know the um, name. Okay. He's one of the, he's one of the, I don't know if he's like a founding member or whatever, but I mean, they all went to um, the same high school and then um, he moved away, came back. And then uh, since then he was, I guess he's been, a, he was on um, outlaws last two seasons. And then before that he was on another team. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it was a mix of like Anthony Impulse. and George. Yeah. Impulse. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So he, he's, I don't want to say he's, he's an OG, but he, he's been around for, for a minute being, being that he's been on adrenaline rush. He would have to have been around mm-hmm. for at least a couple, couple of years. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, the only other team, cause I, we definitely want to focus on them when we go to the brackets, but one of the teams I just wanted to call out based on the notes, um, and part of why you're here, Sergio, Southern Revolver. Let's talk about your team for a little bit. So, uh, we know who you what are. You What's that? What do you want to know? Well, we know who you are. So, who else uh, is uh, composes your team, or is your team comprised of? Uh, per your notes, primarily Dallas based. But um, let's talk about those guys. Well, um, I have Jeremy Stevens, who I guess played on Rage last season. Um, I have Stephen Priester who's relatively new to 8.5, but he's been playing dodgeball for quite some time. Um, I have Brendan Bolliard uh, from Sacramento. Uh, Sean Kinney, who used to live out in L.A., but actually moved to Alabama. So by default, he's a solid player now. Hmm. Um, I picked up Matt Taser, uh, formerly of Outlaws. And I picked up Michael Shepard almost a month and a half before the tournament. And he's from South Florida. Gotcha. Let's see, I think Jacob Michael Shepard. Um, what was what was it like um going from west to, to the south? Um what was that experience like for you? Uh it, I mean it felt a little more cozy, um, for lack of a better phrase. Like when I got to the gym, <laughs> it was kinda <laughs> Joseph was kinda laughing because I kinda brought it up to him. Um it kind of felt like the gym wasn't as packed. The only thing that kind of psyched me out was when round robin was over because there was only 10 teams. I actually thought that we got cut because I'm so used to playing in like 20, 25 and open. So I was like, wait, did we just get cut early? No, no we're running on time. <laughs> that was the only <laughs> mental psych out. Um, other than that, like you're not facing in the South, like a lot of the strong arm players are on the top four teams. So your outsiders, your Lone Stars, your uh, Ascension, like you're not going from, you're not facing like Vince on one team, Sean Anderson on the other, uh, Billy Schmidt on this team, like it was a little more condensed as far as like powerful arms and players go, but otherwise like, it was just a little smaller, a little more condensed and a little more breathable uh, to be honest. Until you get to the, the top four and then, then the pain begins. Oh, I mean, I love the pain, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, I definitely want to talk a little bit more about other teams as well, but I think I can do that with some of these matches that I wanted to highlight looking at the uh, the bracket. And one of the coolest things that I like as a, as a podcaster about single elimination is uh, it's all right here. Like, this is it. It's, it's a pretty linear story that we can kind of tell versus having to talk about what happened in the or winner's bracket versus losers and, and so on and so forth. But um Sergio, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want to know how your team did. Um, I won't say overall because I'm looking at the score, but what was your match against Judgment like? And uh, can you kind of walk me through some of the key plays that you might remember or players uh, on Judgment? 
Well, um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, key plays uh, primarily came from Adam DeMeyer, who seemingly caught when he wasn't paying attention to anything. So you couldn't blindside Adam DeMeyer at all. You know, if he wasn't paying attention, it was a guaranteed catch. But if he was paying attention to whoever was throwing at him, he would just fumble that, which defies all logic, <laughs> even just thinking about it, comprehending it, and living through it. But um, we dropped the first two games to them in two close matchups. But then once we realized, okay, we got to just play our blueprint, but make sure that we maintain eye contact with them when throwing, um, we took the next two after that. And we felt kind of confident in doing so. But they also made several adjustments as far as taking out our key players in the blueprint involved um, early on and then grinding it down. Because if you see here, um, we lost to them in, what, six games? Yeah, yeah we lost to them in six games. And a couple catches on our end would have changed uh, the outcome or in the very least forced a game seven, which we wanted. But at the same time, we kind of wanted to avoid a game seven because that just meant playing straight away and not having any break in between. Gotcha. Yeah, and so kind of talking about the whole, no offense, I'm not, I'm not trying to beat you up, beat up on you at all by any means, but um, you mentioned you were down 2-0, to zero, then you're kind of able to regroup and, and kind of you know battle it out, but then in the end, judgment prevailed. Um, that, that kind of alludes to what we're talking about with uh, the deliberate wins, um, because it could have been 2-0 and then you guys have been just completely out versus having a chance to kind of stay in the fight and, and keep uh, keep pushing for that win. Um, and you mentioned Adam DeMeyer. Is he, uh, he's on Space Cadets, right? Yes, sir. Captain by uh, Colin Dowling? I'm, I'm kidding. I know he's the captain <laughs> now. Just, just in the off chance uh, Colin's listening, uh, I, I want to get him and guys. You know he's a, listening. I, we'll see. When I get a lull or something, <laughs> I'll, I'll find out. And then... Tyler Ham being the best type of uh, pork ham or whatever it goes. You really love the fan flames, don't you? Oh, it's, it gives me such joy. <laughs> um, so let's go to uh, Wrecking Balls and St. Louis uh, Storm. Joseph, um, you had mentioned that, um, was it Matt D was on St. Louis Storm? Formerly yes. from Adrenaline Rush. What was it like <laughs> playing against him and, and his team? It was a little different because I'm um... You know, last time we faced off with Matt, he was flight killing the crap out of us. And um really wasn't the case this time. I'm assuming that's because of the, the rule. Um, but uh, he's still like a real affordable uh, a threat out there. He's quick. He, he's got a ton of knowledge behind him. I didn't know his team that well. I don't know all the guys on that team, but there was quite a few of them that were <clears throat> uh, very, very good. They could get away from a the ball. They could dodge. They could throw. Uh, a few of them could catch pretty well, so um, they weren't they weren't like an easy team to pick off or anything. They actually beat us in the uh, round robin, um, playing them earlier, and then in the elimination bracket, like I said, we went to um, we went the full distance with them uh, to game seven, and it was just one for one until we finally caught up on them. So um, it was a really exciting game. Um, I think Justin had a catch like with his feet that managed to roll and get clear. Of course, uh, it was <laughs> it was just one of these weird ones. Uh, there was there was quite a few of these rolling barrel roll type catches I saw across the court just throughout the whole day. But um, trying to remember that's uh, there we actually have a he Justin got a face shot on one of the guys. He got hit like three times and Justin kind of closed it out just to be on the safe side. 
um, there's a meme or not a meme, but a um, just on our Facebook page or whatever video, a little short video running on that. Um, but it, it was it was a really good match. It was one of those ones you walk away and you're kind of like, you know, if anything goes bad today or whatever, at least this match was a really good match. <laughs> For sure. And again, uh, deliberate win there. Um, maybe some crazy catches from from Justin, but you know, it's not like he caught crazily all all four games. So again. Yeah. Not not of the hat to uh to the teams that 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 win these uh, best four or seven. Um, not sure if any of you guys got to see this one. I do want to double back real quick just because of the how I like to fan the flames. So I saw a pretty funny meme. Uh, I think by Syndicate to Category Five, <laughs> and it was uh, Category Five's like plan to, to beat Syndicate really badly, and they it, it didn't happen. But can anybody kind of tell me about that match at all, or, or about that rivalry, or what's going on with those memes? I don't know um, about um, what started the memes, but the matchup was pretty intense. I will say that. The score doesn't tell the, the full story, but I want to say the first two matches were really close. Um, no no big plays in particular, just fundamentally sound dodgeball. Um, but then the next two just became more of a shootout that was favorable in uh, Syndicate's favor. Gotcha, and that's the thing is like I'm looking at you know four four zero win, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was a steamroll. Um, and that's that's like the one drawback of just staring straight at bracket is I, I don't see the full story. I just see the the uh, the score here um, versus like well, a four three. Yeah, looking back, it felt like Syndicate was kind of getting a feel for what Category Five was going to do. Mm. Um, but then after they got the first two wins and they had a nice little cushion of an advantage they just decided to go ham gotcha um and big names on category five uh clay austin and um alex matherney yeah alex actually i think is um he's still recovering from injury so he actually didn't play this round oh so he wasn't even there bummer no he was yeah. taking pictures yeah gotcha and then they lost um they lose anybody else i can't remember i know deeks was still there i feel like there was a couple new faces on their team um uh, I can't. Re- I can't recall. Uh, they had uh, Jarvik uh, last year, and he wasn't there for this round. Yeah, Jarvik. The, um, Jarvik wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, Jarvik Tuxen. He uh, played with Coup de Gras before Category Five was around, and then he joined Category Five uh, last season. Gotcha. I was going to say the the memes start. They they started with us last year on the memes, and we've just never really responded to it so they finally started i think they did something <laughs> to us else. one day and then uh, i think there was something like a picture of some old basketball players or something like that here's category fives new roster or something like that and <laughs> i remember it, that it, it, and then uh, i think Corey and somebody else started dropping in on it and then they usually try to get them um, gamecocks in on it too oh, or no. something. <laughs> that's a mistake and it, it, yeah so it's it's but yeah they, they've ran it now Corey and some of the other ones they've been throwing stuff at each other for a while since then so yeah getting getting game cox involved is like getting the uh the mafia involved like you can't go back from that you don't want that attention brought on you or maybe <laughs> you do i don't know i i think it's hilarious and i don't get offended too easily so i enjoy some friendly banter um still don't think you can beat the uh extra small condoms and dynasty brand that game cost is passing over to the nationals. That was incredible. I'm, I'm sorry. If you get dealt that, you might as well come back with something heavy. You have, sorry. To. It's just, you it's have a, to. You just can't take that. That's an L for the rest of the season. Yeah. That's an escalation of force requirement right there. Um, 
Well, let's talk about the, <laughs> the outsiders and, and wrecking balls. And uh, Vaughn, you can definitely chime in uh, here as well. But uh, what was that match like? Um, looks like you took um, first seed and then you took judgment out four, four to one. Any uh, any specific game plan going into the wrecking balls match since you I imagine you know them a little bit better or know them well? Uh, I don't know that we have a specific game plan. We're used to playing them in practice, so we're kind of uh, well aware of what they can do and like what their individual players' skill sets are. So we just really want to make sure we don't burn too many balls on Justin and losing ball count because he's so hard to get out. And, uh, you know, Razzie can catch. we got to make sure we're not putting a bunch of singles on him. Uh, they're a pretty counter-heavy team, so we have to be aware of you know, when we let a ball go, we can't just kind of slouch back. We have to be ready to, to catch if there's a counter coming or dodge or, or whatever it is. Gotcha. And I imagine just, you know, practicing with them constantly, like you said, you don't really be like, okay, maybe you guys are going to know how to be like, okay, we know what this team's capable of doing. Let's just not play to their, their traps or what have you and, and can adjust that way. Um, how about you, Joseph? What was, what was your take on that match that you can recall? It was it was uh, it was tough. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It, it was definitely a tough match during the elimination bracket. Um, I think we managed to get maybe one two games off. I don't even remember. Um, it, it was yeah, a, two to four. We, we yeah, it was. We we had a couple opportunities there where we had like um, I think we had Eli. It was like four on Eli, and we we made a mistake, and um, someone decided to do a fight kill. He blocked it and. Then he got a catch like right after that, so it was just like crap. <laughs> um, I mean, he Eli's a really good player. I'm not going to take that away from, him, but the whole team is. I mean, um, there's no slouching that team. I mean, just because you don't see someone catching a whole lot that day doesn't mean they can't catch. Jake can catch. Uh, Scott uh, Ronson is a huge catcher, but he's also got a hell of an arm. Um, you got Vaughn and Joe. Every, everybody on that team can catch. Everybody on that team can throw. Um, I'd say the the one lacking thing we're missing is a heavy thrower. We don't have like this huge, heavy, accurate thrower. And um, so we have to, like he said, we have to re rely on a lot on the counters and some of these other things. Um, that's why it was kind of a blessing when we got Anthony and then it was like, oh, he can't be there for round one. But uh, it, it was definitely a really good match. Um, wish it could have gone a little bit further, but uh, it, it round one's done. So just kind of move on and focus yeah, on yeah, round two. Get ready for round two. <laughs> I got for practice sure. coming up next Monday. Nice. I like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm again. I'm really curious to see what Anthony brings to the to the table, and um, I'm hoping that uh, we'll see another wrecking balls versus outsiders matchup and, and see uh, compare notes versus uh, this round and round two. Um, Vaughn, can you kind of walk me through the ascension match? I mean, the finals match where you took him four to two. What was that like? Yeah, so Ascension, you know, like I said earlier, they're a really good team. Um, I think the match felt a lot closer than than four to two. Um, there was a lot of back and forth. They were doing a lot of catching. Um, Trey, like I said, is a power arm. Chris Wheeler actually played with them during open, and he was throwing harder than I've ever seen him throw. Um, we played against him a lot, you know, when he was with Brick Squad or or whatever, and, and he was just killing it. Um, just strong, powerful throws that kind of caught us off guard. Ascension's a team that I think they're right there. I think they're on the cusp. They're ready to, I think a little bit more experience from them um, is going to help them and they're going to 
break out. Hopefully they can make it to nationals this year. They couldn't make it last year, but I think they're right there on the cusp and they're definitely the team that I think is probably our biggest threat at the moment, but they're, they're all young. Uh, they're, they can dodge. They're fast. They have power arms. They can catch. Um, they don't have a weak link on that team. Uh, they're all good left to right, top to bottom. Um, so a lot of a lot of our games with them were back and forth. Um, they would get us down, you know, pretty early, and we'd have to fight back through a game. Um, and it was it was tough. It was, it was like I said, it's a lot tougher than that that four to two would lead you to believe. For sure. Well, part of the reason that they had a four, like, the result was four to two, and I remember line roughing for that particular game or the final rather. Um, a lot of them, I guess, because they come from UDC, uh, they stepped over the back line. A little too much, Ooh. so as close of a matchup as they could have been, and I had to call a few of them out, and they understood. Um, as close of a matchup as it was, if they just eliminated that element of beating themselves, so to speak, um, the score would reflect how tight the game was. Gotcha. That make- yeah, that makes perfect sense, and you know, it's kudos to them for coming off the trampolines and and making a a pretty solid stand on uh, good old Earth dodgeball. And, um, yeah, like I was saying with, with my comment about wanting to see a, a Wrecking Balls versus Outsiders matchup again, definitely want to see what uh, what Ascension brings to the table for rounds two and three and prospectively, you know, years to follow. Because, again, the teams that stay consistent are the ones that are going to probably improve the most. Um, you know, there might be a couple of roster changes here or there, but um, just like Outsiders has shown, you know, you stay together, you understand how each other works, uh, you understand what your talent pool looks like, how you can shift, and what dynamics you can work with. Um, yeah, that, that just I think that's what gets teams from there to that next level. Um, I want to talk about the, uh, I think, what was this, the, the third place match um, between Wrecking Balls and Syndicate. Uh, Joseph, can you kind of... <laughs> that was actually a surprise to me. <laughs> uh, how so? Um... Well, I mean, we in single elimination. We didn't even think about it. Like we lost to outsiders, and we're like, done. That's it. You know, it's like you know, there's no second game or anything. We started walking off. Uh, Rozzy actually took his shoes off, and everything. he was getting ready to go get a burger. Oh no! And uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, man, we got to the game. Apparently, we have, we gotta fight this out for third place. And um, I think somebody on the team said something. Yeah, hey, we can. We might have a chance to still get some money back out of this. And I was just like. I was I was a little just kind of in awe. I was like, I don't care about third place money. I wanted first or second. But right. um, uh, it, it was, um, you know, we played them in the, we beat them in the round robin. And then uh, it was definitely a little bit different team coming into the elimination bracket. Uh, I don't want to say there was a couple of plays that just really worked out for him and it just wasn't going our way on him. Some of the stuff, uh, uh, the, the last match there, my brother actually, uh, gave um, Jalen like a perfect just right on the shoelaces and that ball literally had nothing on it and it bounced right off his shoelaces and Jalen just kind of had his hand out and it just landed in his hand <laughs> and it was like this? yeah he was sitting there like was that a did it hit the ground you know he's in the restaurant like no that was perfect and that, that called that ended the game right there and I was just like man really that's how we go out uh, on a just like this little soft love tap that just lands in his arm like a, just like a platter you know it was like there you go third place <laughs> Here's the win. And, uh, there you go. <laughs> to be fair, it's Jalen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, look, once again, he's, he's an awesome player. I'm not going to take that away, but he literally was just standing there and just had his hand. It was his left hand. It was his left hand just, just out in front of him. Like he was holding like a, 
like a uh, a tray or something and the ball just landed there and i mean he wasn't even sure so it was just like oh. but um there was some some good plays and stuff like going on in that game it just it didn't go right um i think after we lost outsiders and we like i said we were done we thought we were done and it was okay to switch back on and it just didn't work out for us um gotcha they, I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from that team. Um, like, like I said before, and everybody else has said it, there's a ton of experience on that team. Um, we're actually, we were sitting there like we were like, man, maybe they won't have Jalen next time because maybe uh, Dynasty will actually rank higher and open, which means he won't be able to play with them. Maybe we're just joking around or whatever, but um, just we were just playing around with that like after Jalen because he's he was sitting next to us or whatever. But uh, other than that, it, it was a good it was a good match. There's there's no hard feelings or anything like that on it. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that because I I don't have it on me right this second, but I thought uh, Dynasty took top four in open. Uh, I thought they actually did did worse in open. I know they won pinch, but I, I thought they, they weren't as high in open. I thought they got beat pretty early. I yeah, remember. I think Dynasty lost first round in open. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, because CC Bush won it, and the next three teams were Chicago based. Well, that and the fact that like yeah. everyone was cheering when uh, when they lost, and uh, <laughs> now I remember because Eric was like, "Oh yeah, we we had no shame in cheering on the fact that they lost and they were eliminated early." So okay, Th- there we go. Um, yeah, I think you'll have to face Jalen again uh, next time. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, let's I'll take- hear that. <laughs> He's going to hear that too, Joseph, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll make sure of it. <laughs> let's, uh, it's just fine. Yeah, I usually have to play with him during practice anyway. So unless he hits yes. me in the back of the head, I'll think I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. Um, no, it hurts. He's no, done I, it before. <laughs> I think uh, not. I don't want to call down the curse or whatever, but I think the worst headshot I ever took was um, from Jackie Thomas, who was on my team, who throws – probably harder than most people I know. Um, it was a pinch throw, and she hit me in the back of the head, and I felt my entire body just go numb for a split second. And I had no idea what happened. It freaked me out. I was like, I've never felt like that loss of my body, e- even for half a moment. Um, it just felt like I got hit by, I don't know, by like a truck or something. It was, it was crazy. Um, I even saw like a flash of white. And, uh, I mean, that was back in 2006. That was I've obviously recovered since then. But, man, that was... You still remember it. Yeah, I mean, clearly uh, still remember. I'm it, not gonna forget that. I, I, I remember like I was wearing jeans. I was wearing a, I think like a white t-shirt with black sleeves. Like I was just I, that was just my day to get wrecked by by Jackie, no less. Uh, you know, five foot nothing, um, hundred five pound sopping wet female. So that uh, that hurt. Uh, that was that was brutal. But um, yeah, but getting hit in the back of the head is just it's not good. Not good at all. Um, Did you ever get hit in the back of the head with Mason? Or was that just more friendly fire? I mean, that's like his fist or his flailing limbs. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, I have. Um, and that, that's what shocked me was like his crazy spin 360. Everyone hit the hit the deck throw. Um, he just kind of slammed his fist right right into me. And uh, I would rather have that than, than Jackie. I don't know if she just hit me like the sweet spot or I don't know what it was, but it was, it was bad. But um, I mean, yeah, Mason is just, if you're next to him, someone's going to hit you. You just get used to it. But um, let's take a quick moment and just look at the overall bracket. I, I think I got a pretty thorough covering of everything. And, and 
some of the teams, but I think one of the teams I did not really get to hear or talk more about was was Voodoo, um, and they're returning from from last year. Is that correct? Yeah, but they don't. It's um, they're they're missing a lot of players. They were missing a lot of players this round, or or they're just missing um, players in general. Hitch wasn't both. there. I don't I don't both. know if he was done or not. But, um, and Derek wasn't there. Derek moved to the East, or I don't know if he moved physically to the East, but he's playing in the East this year. He's playing in East. He moved to Houston, and then I don't know where if he's moved back over. Yeah, he's playing with um, um, God, what is the name of that team in the East? Uh, do you know what they look like or jersey? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, lo- Fern wasn't there too. Fern's like their biggest arm. Uh, he's the really tall, redheaded guy, and he wasn't there. They actually said he quit, like he was done. So, oh, bummer. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. If, we'll see if uh, if we see him again in round two. Perhaps, possibly, it's it's kind of like maybe in question. Is that fair to say? Yeah, we'll see. Gotcha. Um, I think. So I think the other team would have been Vendetta, and um, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if there's too much that's known about them. Looking at the uh, the power rankings and stating that Eric Vasquez uh, is a strong lefty. Um, this is his first full season in Elite, and they also mention uh, Ernie Almeida. Do you guys know those players at all? Have you had a chance to see they're yeah, really they're Fort Worth players. Um, they're more of a no-sting team. I think this is most of their first time playing 8.5, so they didn't uh, do a whole lot in 8.5, but they, they did a lot uh, better. In- <laughs> they did a lot better in uh, No Sting, you were saying? Gonna say? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I can see that. And, uh, they beat Category 5, and then um, looks like they lost to Brass? Yeah. Okay. Well, we can talk a lot about Brass, too, when we get there. That was, that was yeah. a, a surprise for a lot of people, so. Okay. Yeah. Let's um, actually let's go ahead and transition to the co-ed bracket. Um, I imagine there won't be too many need to too much of a need to dive right into every single team, but let's kind of just highlight some of the teams that might have been missed. So let's. Uh, why don't you let me let me know about Brass a little bit, Vaughn? So Brass was kind of a thrown together team. Um, so Scott Bronson, who's on our open team, played with them. They had Alfred Kwan. Um, Jenny Hodge played with them. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, Chris Wheeler played with them. So they were kind of pieced together, um, I want to say, fairly late into the into the game. Um, and they did really well in those things. They, and they had a lot of fun, too. You could tell that they were just having a blast out there. And it, it was cool. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, they made it to uh, to you guys, and you guys took them three to one, or I'm sorry, four to one. Um, yeah, it was actually four to zero. Um, when I don't know how it got four to one on there, but <laughs> oh, crazy! Somebody may maybe they felt sorry for him, or I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, is with Alfred Kwan and Jenny uh, Hodge, you know, obviously belonging to the East. Do you think this is a team that we'll see again, or maybe just a different lineup? Because um, uh, I don't think so i know alfred and jenny are going for round two they're going to the uh dodgeball festival in canada so they won't be there and then east round three is the same day as south round three so i I, we won't see those two again i don't think um i don't know about the rest of them i but i 
doubt we'll see them again as a team. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Sergio, let's talk about Revolver real quick, just because you no know, offense, man, I want to call you out, but it looks like you might have a little bit better of a showing uh, for No Sting Coed. How did that go? Um, you took Continuum four to two. Um, what was that like? Did you guys just like regroup after open, or can you kind of walk me through any changes you guys made? Um, well, the only primary uh, thing I noticed in uh, No Sting was that everybody could you know throw more as opposed to where 8.5, where it was congested between two, maybe three players. And no sting, I felt like everybody on the team got comfortable. Everyone got catches. I fumbled a few, but <laughs> yeah, otherwise... Yeah, me. Just kidding. Just caught yourself out. <laughs> well, I caught more in 8.5 than I did in no sting. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, so I made up for that. But no, when we faced Continuum, um, we knew that no sting wasn't their ball choice and we took advantage of the fact that if we just kept our stuff together so to speak we you know we can take them apart just by the fact that there are more threats on our team in no sting versus 8.5 or if you switch the ball type and it'd be more in their favor and yeah that's pretty much it gotcha i mean the only thing that um kind of worked against us was just getting our timing down but Keep in mind, Continuum slash Dodgetronic has been together for years, and we were sort of thrown together for like the past two months. We did a lot of film study, but as far as playing together, uh, our first time. Gotcha. And then it uh, looks like you ran off to uh, go meet Ascension, who is the second seed, who unfortunately took you guys 4-0. to zero. And I, I'm thinking because of their UDC experience and having – you know, being familiar with uh, a nosing ball that might have worked towards their advantage, um, especially since they went on um, to take third, looks like. And yeah, then... with that Ascension matchup, um, it was actually a lot closer. Uh, the, main, the main thing they I noticed that they did was that, uh, well, for one, they stayed inbounds. And two, they, they, <laughs> they caught a little more. Um, but it kept coming down to like the last two or three players of each team and uh, just a couple catches that were fumbled on our end. But gotcha. we're looking to face them again for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, my perspective, 4-0, not necessarily the steam drill. You guys still fought every every match or every game. And um, we kind of well, talked yeah, about no. They okay. didn't, of course, they didn't, you know, it wasn't like a steamroll. It even got to a point where Mark uh, walked by and said that we were playing too slow. <laughs> oh. And then uh, the reason that they were taking their time, um, I want to say Trey came up to me before the matchup and it's like, we want to get that match back because the only teams that beat us all day was outsiders and you guys, and we want to get it back. So we're not going to, we're going to beat ourselves. We're going to take it. I was like, I love it. I love the fact that he came up to me and told that. Cause it just nice. anti- added more anticipation to the matchup. Was this a round robin match or for for, oh, just... for both? For both. Um, nice. We two owed them in open, and we two won them in co-ed. Gotcha. Nice. So you, you dented them a little bit, showed them that they could bleed, so to speak. Yeah. Gods can bleed. Exactly. I was, I was going for that three hundred reference. Um, <laughs> Looks like Voodoo kind of picked it up a little bit too. Um, Joseph, do you remember anything from that match? Uh, your co-match against Voodoo? Um, is there any um, 
yeah, we, I mean, we drug that one out as far as we could. It was, uh, what's the word? Um, no, they played really good. Uh, they, I don't, I don't remember the whole roster lineup. Um, but they, um, they, they were just a little bit more put together. I feel like a nosting. I think they play nosting as a regular ball type in, um, New Orleans. Um, gotcha. I'm not going to lie. My team was, this is the first time we've ever done co-ed as wrecking balls. Um, usually the only person that even still plays co-ed is my brother. And, um, the rest of us usually, we the last two seasons we hadn't done it, uh, so it was a lot of extra dodgeball that we were not used to. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I mean, like I said, most of this was a lot more dodgeball than we we weren't really accustomed to. So we had a couple of guys that were being the night prior; they were out a little too late and not probably hydrated enough, playing that much more dodgeball. They were a little bit more tired. Uh, had a bunch of guys. We actually picked up um, Adam Demir for um, co-ed. And um, he's absolutely crazy. And uh, <laughs> uh, he was picking balls up and just throwing them. But um, we, we started playing a little bit harder uh, towards the end there. We actually finally got something together. Uh, Val, Valerie, and I believe it's Lemire, and uh, Alicia Hung were the, the two girls we had on our team. Uh, I'm going to straight up say they were our best players by, the, like, just period on our mm. co ed team. And it wasn't like. I mean, they were actually doing really good. They were both coming up with catches. Val is actually very accurate, and she's got a one arm with a nosting ball. Um, I mean, she was closing. She was just telling me where to put. You know, hey, we're gonna throw with this person, and she would. She sunk one into some girl's neck. I can't remember. She was like, "I want to go after a girl." I was like, "Okay, which one?" She was like, "The brunette." And she just. I threw one high, and she stuck it right in her throat. I was just like, "Oh, good god!" And. Uh, <laughs> um, but the, that voodoo match, it was a good match. It, it just drug out. We were just struggling but uh they they beat us pretty good for sure and will we see uh will you guys return uh to the co-ed division uh for round two? Oh yes maybe we're maybe. gonna return to the co-ed division um raziel and uh justin do not play uh co-ed for whatever reason uh, raziel puts everything he can to 8.5 and doesn't want to play anymore after that um justin would probably play it but he, um, he actually had some stitches or something like under his arm that were bothering him so he was yeah. done and then um the uh, Anthony loves the co-ed and Osteen and then Sam does too. So we're, we'll be back. We're going to have a slightly different team. I don't, I don't know if Adam will be playing with us again, because he is coming to round two. Uh, just depends what the roster looks like. Uh, and then we'll go from there. Gotcha. So maybe, maybe that, maybe a little plus time partying the night prior. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we don't have anything. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll continue to do that. <laughs> They'll be home, so maybe they won't go out that late. I don't know. I'm gonna maybe camp them down or something. I, I... Yeah, that's a, that's a tall order when you're when you're at a visiting city or you're at, at a outside city, um, trying to bring it in and, and you know hydrate, I mean, they drove, drink, and they drove in what Friday, did the tournament, and then they went home after that. It was about a six hour drive, and then um, me and my brother drove the bus. We took the bus home, so I mean it was it, it was a long day. <laughs> For everybody, <laughs> yeah, you guys got a tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was it was good. We'll see what happens for round two. Awesome, very cool. And I'm curious to see like what will happen when uh, when Brass is removed from the picture. Look, I'm if I had to guess, I would say maybe Outsiders Syndicate and probably Ascension. And uh, not to put you in a box, Joseph, but I wonder if, if you guys would would take that fourth. Or we'll see how it goes, especially with, uh, as you mentioned, Anthony Miller being back and, and yeah. whatnot. Um, well, they took them. 
I mean, they're not bad at nosting by any means like that or anything like that. I mean, they um, we had one nosting tournament. I was actually out of town that they did here, and they um, they did they managed to get second. And I can't, I don't know if it was against Lone Star Outsiders. It was a local tournament here. I don't remember. They managed to get second. And um, you know, same thing with uh, the nosting sandball uh, volleyball tournament. It's just a it's not the particular ball type they particularly care for. Um, uh, we're actually trying to start like a no steam league here, like on Wednesdays to get a little bit more practice and stuff like that. But um, we'll, we'll see. Like I said, I mean, I know Anthony, everything, everything changes with a few different people and a few different adjustments. So um, also just not being as tired might be a little bit different, but <laughs> yep. Plus you got that, you got the round one jitters, you know, done. Now it's, uh, it's all we're, we're in, we're in competitive season. So that, that might help oh, yes. have a psychological effect as well. No, we're, we're good. We're actually having a team dinner tomorrow to discuss stuff, so we're, we're going to be ready. Nice. I love that. Love team dinners, team practices, team film viewing sessions, team outings. It's, it's great to see teams doing that kind of stuff. Got to build the uh, three to core there. Um, well, cool. I know it's late, and um, I definitely want to respect you guys' time. Um, I mean, it's barely 9 o'clock my time, but I don't want to keep you guys up too late, so... Um, unless there's anything high level with the co-ed that you guys wanted to talk or shout out, we can move into probably the most important question um, moving forward. But let's we'll go up and down the line. Uh, Vaughn, starting with you. Anything high level you wanted to mention for either co-ed or open? Um, I just want to point out Syndicate. I think you know they're going to be a, a stronger no-sting team than they are open team. They're going to be a good open team, but I think they're going to come to nationals and in no-sting, and they they fared pretty well last year. I don't remember what they did, but um, they're they're going to be a really good team. Um, you know, we beat them four to one. They took game one from us, and then we won the next four. But um, they're definitely not someone to sleep on, uh, and nope. um, I think they're going to surprise some people coming out of the south at nationals. Nice. And uh, how about you, Joseph? I'd probably say the same thing with um, Lone Star. This, uh, just everything Vaughn just said there. But I would also think, um, I think once Ascension, um, they're a good team. They really are a good team. So they're they're going to be doing well. And then you know, Outsiders has got to maintain and hold the top. But they're also a very good team. So um, everybody else has got a lot of a lot of work to put in. For sure. And you you kind of you mentioned. Um, Lone Star, you said Lone Star like Syndicate will, will be one of those teams to look out for. Yeah, they're they're definitely going to be um, one of those teams. I mean, I know I'm not I'm, I'm as far as nosting goes, it's it's they're very good at that. I mean, they, they that the guys on that team play a lot of nosting here locally. Um, they're they're very strong. The, the females they got on that team, uh, Deanna, Jen, and Christy, they're all very good. Very, very, very good. So, um, I mean, you can't sleep on any of them. Um, and just, they're, they're going to be up there. And then, like I said, Ascension, I don't know them that well, but just watching their gameplay and everything, they're going to be a tough team to beat. I feel like we'll definitely be hearing more about them uh, moving forward for rounds two and three. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how that how that turns out, um, especially as they continue to, tr- again, transition from UDC to, to court. Um 8.5 and, and whatnot. So, uh, and last but definitely not least, Sergio, how about you, man? What's uh, what's your final final take on open co-ed round one in general? Um, I mean, other than Ascension just being talented and 
pretty much no weak link across the board. Uh, I would say Wrecking Balls, um, with the addition of, or with Anthony Miller returning, rather, I think they'll do a lot better, uh, maybe even reach top three. Uh, the fact that they got to top four without him uh, speaks volumes to the depth of their team, their talent, and their blueprint that they continue to execute. So I, I definitely look for them to potentially be in the top three. It's, it's uh, primarily for open, I would say. But for, for sure. no sting, I would be uh, I would echo what Bond said. Uh, Lone Star would probably be a top four, uh, or even top three. Uh, no sting. Cool, cool. And then we'll we'll see. But obviously, you don't want to probably talk your team up, um, put you on the spot with Southern Revolver. But I would I'd anticipate you know utilizing some of your analytical skills and the fact that you are such an organized. Um, methodical player slash captain i'm curious to see like what kind of changes you guys bring to the table as well and seeing how you guys progress in both open and and no sing as well but um for the sake of time let's go ahead and move on to probably the most again as i said the most important question now thank you sergio Hold on. right before we move on i just want to ask sergio something um i'm just curious why you decided to move to the to the south this year and leave the west just just sheer curiosity I, th- I thought it was an interesting move and you seem to have a lot of fun out there so well i was gonna be playing two rounds in the south anyway um unfortunately my team dissolved so i figured i was going to invest in x amount of time in devising a blueprint to improve out here in the west why not make the same effort and just form a new team from the free agent article and apply it to the south and see what i can do there Cool. Yeah. Like I said, just curious. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. I meant to ask that um, earlier too and completely spaced it so you could catch on. And um might be a bold statement. I wonder what will happen to Arizona if um, if Dodgeball continues to grow and expand and let's say Arizona actually grows. Um, I wonder if we would, uh, my guess, my projection for the next three to five years would be we would probably be absorbed into the South and it would become the Southwest. I don't know why I'm saying that now, but that was just kind of a thought that I've been uh, playing around with for. That's a haul. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it's, there's, there's a lot of this, but it's like 10 hours across Texas, man. <laughs> well, again, what's going to make this happen is uh, New Mexico would, would, we'd somehow discover there's dodgeball life there and uh, maybe we'll have like a midway point. But uh, I mean, I would actually, I mean, if we could just get the other cities in Texas to get teams, I mean, Texas is literally, I mean, between Houston, Austin, San Antonio, and Dallas, I guess be if you hub. put two or three teams, I mean, just in Texas, we'd be our own little region. Yep. Um, you know, but once again, that'd be cool, Arizona, it's, it's another spot. Yeah, and I mean, that that's how it starts, you know, you, you have a couple of outsiders coming in, uh, that was not a pun by any means, we have, you have a couple of <laughs> outside states coming in, you know, like with the Pacific Northwest, they start seeing what's out there, and then next thing you know, you've got three or four teams coming down, um, and I'm speaking, you know, on behalf of like the Pacific Northwest area coming down to the West Coast, and it's, it's no longer the West Coast, it's now the West, but um, who knows? Um, We'll see in three or five years if I'm crazy or if I'm mildly accurate. And the cool thing is this will be recorded, so we can actually have a fact checker come back. <laughs> well, and, we could and say you're happen. a little bit of both, but we still love you the same. Yep. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> All righty. Without further ado, uh, Vaughn, thank you, Sergio, for this question. Are you uh, Team Taco or Team Pizza? From Texas, man. Team Taco. I was, was <laughs> going to answer that for you, but I just – 
You never know. Could it could have been caught off guard. Uh, how about you, Joseph? Go Taco. Yep. And uh, Sergio, did I did I ask you already? Uh, I'll be honest, I don't remember, but Team Taco. Uh, all three. All Team Taco, including uh, Christy and Alicia. But totally understand. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I love pizza, man. But I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah. So Tex Mex, man. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I went to a barbecue slash uh, party, hang out with a friend of mine who made tacos for us Friday night, and my literal thought was like, "You prefer pizza over this? Are you sure? What's wrong with me?" And uh, I continue just to overthink everything like I always do. But uh, <laughs> tacos are good. Well, cool. Well, um, I think that's all I got, guys. Thank you so much for hanging in there. I, I'm so sorry, my my responsibilities, you know, kept me a little later than I wanted to. Um, I definitely also, my bad, completely spaced, um, having Joe on here. And as you can see through my notes, I keep writing Joe expecting him to be here. So I definitely will, uh, polish up on that. And then as far as, um, and I don't know if she's there. Um, Vaughn Marie, do you think she'll be good to, to cover and join us for round two? Yeah, she, um, the plan is for her to play at round two. We'll see how it goes. Um, with her recovering from uh, having the baby and everything. But the plan is for her to, to be at round two. So, um, you know, tentatively, we're good to go there. Awesome. Yeah, she's going to make a swap, I think, with with Christy. So, cool. Um, all right, guys. Yeah, that, that's all I got. And uh, thank you so much. And we'll go ahead and end the uh, panel there. All righty. So that was a uh, recap of Open and Coed um, and uh, Vaughn, Joseph, Sergio, guys, thank you so much for, for hopping on and helping me do so. Thank you again for staying up late. Um, I definitely went a little bit behind schedule um, for due to circumstances I couldn't help. But thank you guys so much for, for hanging in there and being such uh, such troopers about it all and, and rolling with the punches. And as, as stated towards the close, I definitely want to have Marie Gregg on for round two and Joe Martinez for round two. Just definitely need to do some more coordination on my end to make that happen. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the split between women's and open and co-ed. I did not get to spend as much time on co-ed as I'd wanted due to the time constraints. But um, right now, I, and I'll be completely candid with whoever's listening, open and women's are taking my biggest priority for now. Um, if you guys want me to spend more time focusing on co-ed, I'm more than happy to do so. It's just the general vibe that I've received um, and this is just me kind of speculating out of nowhere, is that open and women's is, is where it's at and COVID's still kind of figuring itself out. But again, more than happy to be receptive to any feedback you have and, and cover COVID and, and do it more justice if, if the demand is there or the interest, however you want to put it. Um, huge congratulations to Outsiders for maintaining your title and taking first in 8.5 and Syndicate for taking, um, oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry, Ascension for taking second and Syndicate for taking third. And, you know, huge congratulations to Racking Balls as well for, for taking fourth. Um, it's pretty cool that you guys all collectively maintained the uh, the power rankings um, per Tyler's article. And also, thank you everyone that has contributed to or will contribute to in advance uh, the, the um, articles from the Dodgeball Tribune. They are so valuable and help so much with the continuity and the, be able, the ability to pull up team names and players for these recaps. Um, I was very fortunate to have a pretty good knowledge of the West, um, but it was really ha good to have this for, for North and South, but uh, East was definitely, I felt the uh, the absence there. So please continue to pump, um, pump those articles out and continue to contribute uh, content. It's, it's very important and 
definitely does not go unnoticed. I will, I cannot say that enough. And also, um, congratulations to Outsiders for taking co-ed. Brass for taking second. It's a bummer that we won't be seeing you again. Just kidding. Brass took third. <laughs> That's what you get. Uh, Syndicate for taking second. Um, and then Brass for taking third. Um, really excited to see how Ascension plays out. Um, really excited to watch this new team. And um, yeah, I think I'm past the point of loopiness. So uh, if you're still with me, uh, thank you for tuning in. As always, um, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Vaughn and Sergio guys thank you so much for hopping on being flexible and um, sticking it out to provide this uh, Jesus Christ what are you saying buddy nah we're just gonna go with the first one I don't care if I stutter it's who I am it's what makes me me and I'm okay with that part of why I'm even doing this whole podcast thing to begin with is just so I can learn how to talk gooder good night